Praise God. I want to have church today. I said, I want to have church today. Amen. You just don't. I'm saying that, but I mean what I'm saying today. I'm not just saying I want to have church today. I want to have church today. I want to have a move of God today. I don't know about you, but I need a move of God in my life. I need a stirring in my heart. I need something down in my soul. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I, I know that in a church service, there's this, we've gotten in a place where you've got to give the announcements, you've got to receive an offering, you, you do this and that, and sometimes if we're not careful, we miss what God is wanting to do. And so instead of waiting, because once yes. we start this morning, I, I don't yes. want to stop. Amen. All right? So, uh, so, so, Brother Hillman, I want you to come and, and, and give these announcements. You can be seated. We're going to put the announcements out. We're going to receive an offering. We're going to get the character trait in place. We're going to worship God. We're going to preach a little bit during the worship of the Lord. And we're just going to let God move. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't realize how close you are to the coming of the Lord, then you need to come right now to this altar and begin to get a hold of God. Because I'm telling you, He is preparing the world for His soon return. And if we're not ready, we're going to miss it. Being called to preach is not a guarantee of heaven. That's right. Amen. Singing a song is not a guarantee that you're going to make it. Amen. And sitting on a pew or a chair is still no... I'm glad you're here. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But where are we this morning with our relationship with God? You better get over here right now or we're going to preach all day. I'm going to tell you, I just feel it. I feel it. Let me say it again. I feel it. I don't know about you, but I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. There's something happening down inside of me. There's a stirring going on in my soul. I'm, oh my God, I'm getting homesick by the moment, by the day, by the hour. Come on, Jesus, come. I know there's a lot that's not ready, but God, I believe I'm ready, and I don't want to wait. God, something could happen that I may not be where I need to be. So as the Bible says, come, Lord, come quickly, Jesus. You know, didn't fire you up a bit. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Didn't, didn't fire a lot of you up a bit. I wonder what would happen if all of a sudden a few seats, you notice I didn't say all seats, a few seats all of a sudden would be empty. Forget coming to the altar. Friend, it's over. Forget repenting. It's over. The only hope you've gotten in is not taking the mark of the beast and having your head cut off. Don't you understand that we have come into the presence of a holy God? This is our opportunity to give it everything we've got to full up, charge up, and get ready for the coming week. Amen, amen, amen. Don't labor. Don't labor these announcements. Put them out. Put them out. They can go to the app. They can go to the Facebook. Don't labor them. Don't, don't, don't draw it out. Just tell them what's happening because I'm ready to have church. Yes, yes. Amen. Be serious. Amen. 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 You better hurry. All right. You know, we got an exciting week ahead of us. We're having our Texas conference here. 
Praise the Lord, and that will begin October 6th at 7 p.m., having a night service. October 7th at 1130, we're having a time of fellowship. Uh, that same evening at 6 p.m., we're having a service. And October 8th, those that's involved with our ministerial planning meeting, we will be conducting that at 1130 on Saturday. Praise the Lord. Also, uh, don't forget about our potluck that we're going to have. Well, we got something before that. We got our punk, um, pumpkin patch. Pumpkin patch. I can't even say it. But anyway, uh, October uh, 17th through the 31st, we enjoy the family and friendly activities. And these are some of the things going to be taking place on that. It's going to be storytelling, hayride, fall activities, ice cream, vendors, bounce house, and photos. Wow. So we plan wow. on having a great time. 15th, time. Saturday, 15th of October, 9 o'clock. We need everybody here to unload pumpkins. Amen. Amen. Okay, amen. yeah, I like that, Brother Charles. Let's get here early, 830. All right. And uh, we're going to uh, make those announcements uh, later on through as the month progresses. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Now we got hands of praise. The last one today at 4 o'clock. We've got to get ready for the conference. It's going to be here before you know it this week. Thursday at 6, Friday, fellowship at 1130. For those that are involved, a business meeting at 5. And then we have the main service that night at 6. Brother Hood is coming. And many of you know Brother Hood and heard him minister in the Lord. You're really going to enjoy the depth and the experience that he has to really deliver what God has given him. You don't want to miss it if you can keep from doing that. Praise the Lord. This time, we, uh, Brother Scott, is going to prepare himself. But we're going to go ahead and receive our offering at this moment. We're going to have our tithes and our uh, now You know, Brother offering. Scotty, I'm ready, so Amen. just for keep those, that in mind. For those of you that have your offering, please come and give to the Lord. If you're unable to make it up here, our brother will be more than happy to come to your seat and receive what you have to give unto the Lord. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Praise the Lord, church. Now, if we miss any announcements, remember, go to the church app or the website and or the Facebook page. If you need any other information, you can see myself, my wife, Sister Brown, Pastor Brown. I'm telling you, these, these activities are important. We'll try that again. Praise the Lord, church. Praise I don't know about y'all, but I came to have church. Praise the Lord, church. All right. We got to get a little bit excited. We didn't come here just to sit in a pew and just do nothing. We came here to get excited. Like pastors excited, we need to be excited. Amen? All right. Today's word is going to be consistent. Our character traits consistency, which means to not waver. Did you say consistent? Consistent. Yes, sir. No, no. Did you say consistent? Yes, sir. The same every day. Yes, sir. The same every day like the Lord Jesus Christ? Absolutely. Exactly. The same today, tomorrow, and future. Yes, sir. That, I mean, when the doors open, we're coming. We're going to be consistent we're in our be prayer and worship. If we're consistent today. All right. It means to not waver from God's principles and His holy word. Okay, we're going to read from 1 Corinthians, verse 57 and 58. 57 says, thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Paul wrote to the Corinthians to let them know that the resurrection is where our faith lies. If we would not for the death the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord, we would not have victory over death. If we, the resurrection of the, is the victory and is also, it is the foundation of our faith. All of us, church, being born again, 
the second chance of life would all be in vain if it were not for this resurrection. It's because he is risen that we have the victory. Paul let us know in verse 57 that the resurrection is the reason why we should be steadfast and unmovable. If we look at sports, just really quickly, if you look at a team, they work every day, every night. They go to practice. They try every day, try every day. And then there's a game day. What do they do? They go, they bring their A game, they either win or they lose, depending on how far and how much they're willing to practice, practice, practice. Be consistent in their game. If you look at the Christian walk, it is exactly the opposite because we've already won. We got the victory. We don't have to practice, practice, practice because we've got it. However, to keep it, we have to practice, practice, practice. We need to remember that, church. Daniel prayed consistently to God during his days when he was imprisoned. He prayed to God consistently whenever he even had a position of elevation. He was always praying. He consistently fasted. He prayed. Even when they told him they couldn't do that, Daniel was always consistent in the word. And with God, he never left and he never faulted. Even when he faced horrible death, Daniel was consistent. We have to use Daniel as an example of how we need to change our mindset to one of consistent prayer. This is the only way that this church is going to see revival. This is the only way to see change in your life and the lives of those that you love. God desires that we serve him wholeheartedly and consistently when we see that Peter cried bitterly whenever he, whenever he uh, think of the word, denied God. Sorry about that. When he denied God. Inconsistent faith, inconsistent faith will breed guilt and it will bring grief. Our spiritual side longs to be with our maker. Our spiritual side longs for God. After Peter saw that Jesus was risen, And that he was no longer, after he saw the resurrection, after he witnessed the victory, he was no longer able to deny Christ. Because he knew that he had seen what God came to do. The knowledge of the risen Lord and his victory over death should inspire every one of us to be faithful into doing the works of the Lord. I want you to ask yourself today, church, do I waver in my obedience to God and his word because of the possibility of trials and tribulations? Or do I want to keep moving on and keep being strong? We have to be consistent in prayer. We have to be consistent in worship when it is time. In the word, we have to be consistent in prayer and fasting. Just like Daniel, so that we can stand in the victory of our Lord. Amen. Amen. Consistency. Thank you. I hope I didn't hurry you brethren out. But when we get up here, we got to move. Amen. Amen. And I hope today and I pray today that when God begins, he already has. But for you, when he begins to move, you'll move. I don't know about you, but when you're touched by fire, you will move. Oh, yeah, you will. And you may even say, ouch. In other words, you're going to lift your voice when you're touched by fire. So let's sing, lift our voice, and worship the one true God. Sing it, girl.
understand what we were singing? We're chosen by God. He makes us a royal priesthood. It's His holiness that makes us holy. If we're yielded and obedient to Him. Because He won't dwell in an unclean temple. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God of heaven. Today you're going to hear me pressing. Probably more than you've heard me in a long time. Reaching. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. Let's sing another song. Let God you in you'll be glad you did I wonder why Peter said to the man that was lame outside the gate beautiful when he was begging Peter said silver and gold have I none but such that I have such that I have I give unto thee the name of Jesus Christ rise simple fact he left all he tried to go back to fishing but then he saw the Lord on the shore jumped in the water and from that point on from that point on he never went back to the person that he was had nothing to do with fishing it had nothing to do with the sea of Galilee it had to do that I'm not going to be the person that I was oh hallelujah I'm going to be the person that God created me to be That new creature. Let's sing, daughter. I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness. I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend. There is beauty in what I can understand. Jesus is you. Just the man 
your faithfulness. Oh, glory. I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend. There is beauty in what I can't understand. Jesus, it's you. Jesus, it's you. I don't know who this may apply to. I'll take it. No one can say, oh, me. But while I was praying, this kept going over and over in my spirit. We're not ready. We're not ready. I want to be ready. I got to be sure I'm ready. I can't miss heaven. I just can't miss heaven. I just can't miss heaven. You see, I know what it's like to leave children and grandchildren and family for the kingdom of God. I can't miss heaven. I just can't miss heaven. I just can't miss it.
needed interpretation. There's many here that have the Holy Ghost. I love everyone. I love you. But today I'm going to be just as real and frank as I can be. A church this size, with as many people that are born again of water and spirit, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God has given gifts. And if we were at the place that we should be, there'd be several of you already with an interpretation. Stop being afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Step out. We are family. This is the place that you can grow. Listen to me. Just a moment, Sister Mary. Listen. All of you knew and you know that just a while ago, God moved in this place in a very special way. So when he does that, Many times he's going to speak with the gift of tongues that it be interpreted with the gift of interpretation. Now, the two have come forth, and they're going to tell me they don't have to do this. They could have already given it. Praise the Lord. Brother Anthony came. He didn't have the message, but he was sure on tune with me feeling that God wants to speak. Sister Mary feels like, and the interpretation doesn't have to be exactly what the gift of tongues was or as long. But basically what she felt the Lord saying was, why is it that many of us are just sitting looking when God has spoken, and we should be responding. As I look around at the visitors and others that are with us today, I'm glad that you're here. But I want you to know this. I want you to hear me. You have not come into a denominal church. You've come into a place where I am going to do and say, stop, move, start, whatever, when God tells me to do so. We could sing more, and we could worship more, but I'm going to begin to get into the Word of the Lord. So our ensemble can be seated. You may be seated. You can turn over to the book of Genesis, chapter number 7. Some of you have been coming just a few years, and you have not seen me travail and weep, but that is something 
that God has called me to do in the past, and I will continue to do so. Genesis 7, verse number 1. Why do we stand? Why do we stand? Is it just something that the modern church... No, if you'll look in the book of Jeremiah, when Ezra found the word of the law, he brought it and he read it and the people stood. And really it's just a respect if you're physically able of the word of the Lord. And Genesis 7, 1 says, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteousness before me in this generation. You may be seated. Wow. Wow. That tells me lots of things. What does it say to my heart? It's saying that even in this generation, God is looking for righteousness. In the midst of corruption and wickedness, He's looking for those that are doing their very best to live for God according to His Word. As Noah found grace, He wants you to find grace. Let me set a foundation here. During this period of time, believe it or not, it had never rained on the earth. They didn't know what rain was. Beginning to think in Texas we don't know what rain is. But it'll rain again if God tarries. During that era of time, there was a mist that came up from the earth, and it watered all the earth. And God spoke to Noah to build an ark, and he said this wickedness, this evil imagination that is continually in the hearts of men and women have come up to me, and I'm going to destroy the earth and all living creatures upon it. He said, I'm going to bring rain, and I'm going to cause a flood. Noah began to work. It was over 100 years. But I want us to understand something. If you look in the book of 2 Peter chapter 2, I believe around verse number 5, you'll find that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. So what does that tell me? You can't be a preacher and not preach may not be from this setting. It may not be with a microphone, but you're going to tell somebody about the Lord. So in that hundred plus years of him building the ark, don't you know that people saw the craziness and the foolishness of Noah and his sons as they were making this ark out of gopher wood, and it had never rained. Yet he kept preaching. He kept pulling. He kept reaching out. Come on. Get right. I can just imagine it. Scripture doesn't say it, but he was a preacher of righteousness. They just kept on marrying, giving in marriage. Today, for the most of the generations of today, they don't believe in marrying. They believe in just living together. Thank you. I'm glad it's the truth. Married. We don't need to get married. We can just live together. Do you know that there is a children's hospital 
in America that's promoting that we no longer use the term mother and father. That now we just want to use the term parent or parents. As the days of Noah, so shall the days be before the coming of the Lord. Do you know that he also used in the book of Luke, likewise as the days of Lot. <laughs> Lot sure should have been glad for a righteous uncle. Because that righteous uncle got a hold of God. And that uncle began to seek the Lord. And you know, there wasn't five righteous souls in Sodom and Gomorrah. Why did he do all of this? Why did he destroy the earth? Because of wickedness and corruption and evil imagination. And turn around and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for the same thing. Listen to me. He did it for examples that we wouldn't go the same way. Read it in the book of 2 Peter. He did it so that we could learn from history. But we're not learning. We come in. We sit down. We bring stuff. And we hold on to stuff. Instead of just for a season letting go of stuff. That we might worship God in the beauty of holiness. Listen, that stuff will be waiting for you if you want to pick it up after the service. But you're never going to get rid of the stuff until you lay it down. I want to I speak on this thought. You know something? We have gotten so traditional in our preaching. <laughs> you know, you say, why do you give a thought? Because sometimes that's the only way you're going to remember. You won't remember everything I preach, but you'll remember the thought. I'd rather you forget the thought than remember what I preached. But for those of you that like to have a title... I'm going to preach to you about raindrops. For those of you as about as old as I am or older, you remember a worldly song that goes, raindrops keep falling on my head. He said, and I, I don't know the words. I'm just going to paraphrase. It's a song. He said, basically, nothing goes right. My bed is too small. We're just like that, aren't we? We see the clouds. We see the storms. And we, for some reason, we don't grab that umbrella. We just say, oh, I think I can make it. I, I think I can get everything done. I, uh, hey, it's not going to rain on me. Next thing you know, that first drop. Pop. Hold up. Hold up. The second drop. Oh, am I going to make it? I want you to understand something that God said to Noah and his family seven days prior to the rain, come into the ark. 
He sealed it up. Seven days later, it wasn't just the rain, honey. It was the mist from the earth and the rain combined. And it flooded and killed every single living land creature. Only eight people. I don't know the words that I can use today, but some of you don't fear God and you don't fear hell. You don't really know what it is to sell out. You don't know what it means to come out from among them. Be you separate, saith the Lord. And I will receive you. He said, taste not, touch not, handle not. What is wrong with you and me? You said, I said, you and me. That's what I said. I I could say, me and you. Once they went in the ark, it was over. That ark wasn't opening up until God told Noah, come out. You read it, you hear it, you feel it in your pocketbook. For those of you that look at the news, you see it on the news. You see country warring against another country. You see this and you see that. Nobody can get along. I'm telling you, we are at the door. Some of you may not even realize, but America, someone sent red heifers that were received by the Levitical priesthood and sanctified as okay to sacrifice. Some of you may not understand that all the materials to build the third temple is in storage. You understand that it's being built, just like the ark was being built. It was for a hundred plus years, but things are being built. Things are being put in place. Listen to me, please, from my heart. I love to worship. You see me. I love to worship. I love to sing the songs of Zion. I I love it. But I'm going to tell you this. And you're not going to maybe receive it, but that's just the tip of my relationship. What my relationship is built on is the living word. And when the word, can I say it like the song, 
Living words speak. When it begins to speak, I got to move. We're no longer being convicted. We're no longer being stirred. We can go places and sit in ungodly environments. We can be around people that are nowhere even close to God while they're smoking dope, using drugs, drinking alcohol. We can live in a fornication relationship. Some of you will keep your tithes and rob God and think it's okay. Some of you moms, I'm not going to use parents. And you dads, I'm talking about a mom that was born a mom and a woman from birth. You understand what I'm talking about? I'm talking about a dad uh, that's a man from birth. Uh, Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Uh, Nowhere did God ever in the Bible. I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble or not, but that's all right. As long as God is pleased, uh, then everything will be all right. You know that God never changed a man to a woman. Neither did he ever change a woman to a man. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Oh, my. God, hallelujah. But you parents are so afraid of losing your children that they will blackmail you, threaten you, and you let them do all kind of things. I'm going to tell you this right now. My daddy, when he told me to get a haircut, honey, I better go get a haircut. And if it wasn't short enough, he sent me back to the barber. He said, Barber, don't you let him out until it's the way I want it to be. We got children, and I don't care if they're adult children. If they're living in your house and they're a male, they ought to have a short haircut. Read the book. It's a shame for a man to have long hair. That's in the New Testament. I don't know who said that, but thank you. That's where I want to be. I want to be in the Word. What is going on with us? What are we going, I mean, really, what is going on with us? If we were really where we needed to be and we really feared and trembled at Almighty God, we would realize that God gave us that child. We are responsible for that child. That child may get up and leave home. That's right. He may get up and she may get up and leave home. But while they're in your house, uh, you do it with love and you train them the way the Word of God says to train them. I'm telling you right now, we got... We got things uh, that come into this place that know better, and I'm glad they're here. But we've got people that used to be filled with the Holy Ghost that come in here looking like a sheep and looking like a goat. I don't understand it. I'm a child of God. I said, I'm a child of God. Oh, hallelujah. I need to look like a child of God. I need to act like a child of God. We have forgotten. No, we didn't. We purposely put away. How to repent. We'll say, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. Evil imagination continually in your heart. I'm going to say this to you. If you can't abstain from sexual relationships, then get married. And if you're not wanting to get married, break up. I'm going to say it even I'm going to say it again. If you're involved with 
First of all, you should not be involved with the same gender, number one. If you are, that's an abomination with God. But if you're involved with the opposite gender and you're not married, get married. And if you don't want to get married, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're creating an atmosphere for your children that is ungodly. Your children are not even sanctified. Do you understand what I'm saying? My God of heaven, my God, do you understand the Bible says that our children are sanctified because of marriage? Even if one of them are not born again, they are born in sanctification. After this message, there ought not be one space in this altar. Jesus is coming. No, you don't believe it. Some of you don't believe it. You don't believe he's coming. He said, that generation, when you see the signs and the times, that generation shall not pass away before the coming of the Son of Man is. I'm telling you right now, He is coming. I can't tell you the day nor the hour, but I'm telling you, it's closer than when you first believed. But you're acting like... Listen to me. Hear me. I know what you're capable of in the Lord. And I know you know what's right and what's wrong. But some of you are still so heaped with your worldly whatever you call them. In fact, some of you even smoke dope with them, take drugs with them, and drink with them. You're not going to like what I'm going to say, but some of you hadn't liked what I said already, so what's the difference? I was with this man, if I'm not mistaken. We went out to eat, and it was crowded, and they said, you want to sit over here in the bar? I said, okay, we'll do it. I told him, this is the last time. Did I, I said, this is the last time. You didn't tell me. I told you, this is the last time I'm ever sitting in a bar. You say, well, you weren't drinking. No, I wasn't drinking. But when people come in, what do they think? What does the word witness mean anyway? The same as everybody else? Or are we going to be different? Not just in the way we dress, honey. Anybody can dress the way we dress. I'm talking about different in my heart, in my attitude. I'm talking about being strong enough to tell somebody, no. So good to see you. I'm glad you're getting around. Amen. Man, this is a pleasant surprise. Told you you're going to be all right. Sorry, I just had to give her, give her some love there and tell her it was a testimony. 
what she did. You said, Pastor, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm trying to get you ready for heaven. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to preach to you in such a way that you'll hear what I'm saying. But some of you, you got ears, but you don't hear. You got a heart, but you're not receiving. Because you'll walk out these doors. You'll make excuses. You'll talk about this and talk about that. You'll say it's not necessary anymore or whatever you want to say. But let me tell you something. I'm going to keep on preaching. I'm going to keep on preaching. I believe this with all my heart. Either you get right with God, you stay right with God, or God's going out in the highways and byways, and he's going to bring people in. And it don't matter who they are. It don't matter their status. It don't matter what they look like. It don't matter their economic. When they come in, I'm going to let God, just like I did with you, I'm going to let God get a hold of you and change your life. But he's going to have me preach. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord whether to close or whether to keep preaching. I did not worked up a good sweat yet, so I'm going to wait on the Lord. Well, I, I, I like this lady here. She's really encouraging me. But thank you. Some of you, some of you precious people in the Lord that I have had the privilege to baptize in Jesus' name and watch either me praying or someone else as God gives the Holy Ghost anyway. It really doesn't matter who's doing the baptism or the praying. It's God that does the work. But some of you, some of you, you were born in this church. What has happened to you? little consolation you hear me there's little little consolation in me preaching and standing before the Lord and he's saying well done you preached it you told him I'm not holding you accountable you think that's going to help me right now you think that's going to do my heart any good right now no it doesn't do me any good because I want to see you do you understand me I shouldn't have to tell you your relationship is wrong I shouldn't have to tell you what you're doing is wrong if you got the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost will tell you. And if the Holy Ghost tells you what you're doing, you know is ungodly is okay. That's not the Holy Ghost telling you. That's either the devil or your flesh. It feels good. So does repenting. Oh, I like it. I like it. Also, God, when he moves upon me and puts me on my face, you got to choose a holy life. You got to choose a holy feel good. I just need to be just a few years younger. And I'm telling you, I would, I would get up on the top of those stairs. And I'd go all the way back to Brother Ruiz there. And he'd be, oh, don't fall on me. Don't worry. You just get out of my way. We're going to have another prayer time in October. 
We're going to condense our fast, Daniel fast, starting on the 12th of October. It's Wednesday. We're going to fast Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And that Friday, we're going to have another prayer time at 7 o'clock. And I know people work, and I know I understand all that. And I appreciate those that came, but we need to pray. You say, well, Pastor, us praying is causing you to preach this way. Then pray some more. I got news for you, honey. It won't change the way I'm preaching. It'll just fire me up some more. And I'll tell you this. If we don't get right, we're going to get left. I got a news flash for some of you that are sitting here. I don't believe in once saved, always saved. So if you believe in that, take it up with the book. I don't find it there. I believe that we're born again through obedience to the word because of the blood of Christ and the grace of God. And then I've got to endure. I've got to press. I've got to hold on. If, if that wasn't the case, why did he tell some of the churches this is what I believe. You believe what you want. It's not, a, it's not a salvational issue. But the seven churches are the seven conditions of the church. I believe that with all my heart. And he told the church, if you don't repent, I'm blotting you out. If you don't repent, I'm taking your name out. Some of you need to repent. You need to repent. Not that I'm sorry. Not that you got me. You need to repent and come out of sin. Pastor Brown, get my daughter and tell her to move out. Somebody tell me, somebody tell me, somebody tell me, somebody tell me what time church is. Anybody know? 11 o'clock. What does that mean? I need to be here before 11 o'clock. I realize occasionally you're not going to be able to do that. I understand that. But you have got consistently. <laughs> pastor, you're meddling now. That's what a pastor does. I'm bringing things up that God is putting in my heart. You see, I don't know about you, but I, I count this salvation valuable and precious. I do not want. Now, I want you to look at me. Some of you look at me. Do I look like a pig? I don't have a curly tail. And I don't want to waller in the mud anymore. I want to come out, let God cleanse me by the washing and renewing of His Spirit and Word. <laughs> God dealt with me on this scripture. God dealt with me on this scripture. Galatians 4, 9 through 11. But now after you have known God, or rather are known of God. How 
turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements. Whereof to you desire again to be in bondage. You observe days, months, times, and years. This is where I'm at, church. I am afraid of you. Lest I have bestowed upon you labor in vain. I don't have, never will have, the capacity to change your life. But I know God can. Are you saying, Pastor, Bishop, man of God, whatever you want to call me, that there's not wrongdoings and errors in your life? Sure there is. And I'm quick to repent about it. Because I don't want it to linger in my life. My daughter is going to play. You do what you feel led to do. Raindrops keep falling on my head. And that's going to be after the church is gone. Umbrella won't help you. I don't want to hear anymore. Teach me to listen. I don't want to see anymore. Give me a vision. You could move this heart to be set apart. I don't need to recognize the man in the mirror. I don't want to trade your plan. For something familiar, I can't waste a day, I can't stay the same, I want to be different, I want to be Everything because 
service tonight at six hands of praise at four but if you'd like to stay you're welcome to stay and linger you know when Moses came out of the tabernacle Joshua he lingered wow a lot of blessings in lingering just keep singing though
Be
Stay. 